Hey, 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 everyone. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, episode 20. Can you believe it? We're already on episode 20. Kind of crazy. So today's episode is a little bit different because I'm joined with a friend of mine, Gary Cox. And we were just having a conversation and I thought, hey, I need to be able to record this. So I said, hey, can I record this conversation? And that is the conversation you're about to hear. So less of an interview, more of a conversation around when people know what they need to do, but they don't do it. He talks about emotional hard drives, emotional freedom, different stuff. And the guy's been on Dr. Phil. He's spoken on stages all over the world. The guy knows what he's talking about. So pay very, very close attention uh, to this interview. And before I do that, just wanted to give a massive shout out to subscriber of the week, Graham Perry. Graham, thanks so much for the five-star rating and then you screenshotting it and sending it to me on Facebook. I appreciate that. I appreciate you and all the love and support that you're giving to the podcast Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Graham Perry, subscriber of the week. And let's get into the podcast. Here's a conversation with me and Gary Cox. So hey everyone, Fraser Brooks here with my good friend Gary Cox. How are you, Gary? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? You just make me smile. I love that. <laughs> so guys, I'm, I'm doing really good. So, uh, so guys, I wanted to get Gary on here because me and Gary have recently connected and we had a great chat the other day. And we just thought, hey, let's, let's do this little interview, this little chat. Interview is a bit formal, so it's more of a conversation that's recorded between me and Gary. And I just wanted Gary to, to share some of the wisdom and knowledge that, that he has um, but before we do that, I want to ask you, Gary, some quick fire questions just so I can get to know you a little bit better and the audience can, if you're cool with that. Oh, oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Fire away. Pizza or pasta? Oh, gosh. You know, I'm, I, I try to, I'm 85% vegan. Oh, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. That was um, a great one. I'll, 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 I'll go with the, the pasta, but I do cheat on pizza on vacation. Oh, nice. I learned something about willpower the other day, that if you, uh, if you want to test your willpower, have a pizza on a cheat day, uh, and you have to leave two slices of the pizza. You can't eat it all. That's like, oh. Uh, that's not, not worth it. Don't, don't be doing that. No. Cities or beaches? Beaches. All day, right? All, all day. day. I, I, you know me. You'll, you'll know more about that, but I, <laughs> I love those islands. Adidas or Nike? Who? Adidas or Nike? Oh man, you know, dude, I wear flip flops. I, I kid you not. <laughs> ninety, if ninety percent of the time I wear flip flops. I just had a speaking engagement, which I do a lot of, but I ended up with blisters on my feet because I hardly wear shoes. I just like I'm just laid back, chill, man. That's what beaches, right? Beaches and flip flops, man. So yeah, that that takes the next question of flip flops. If, if, if Nike or Adidas makes flip flops, uh, whoever makes the flip flop? Yeah, it's the Havana Javianas, isn't it? They're, they're, right, right. That's the one. Uh, movies or TV shows? TV. TV. Nice. Books or listening or reading? Reading. Nice. Flying or boating? Flying all day long, baby. All right. There we go. So Gary, Gary actually flies planes as well. I'm not talking like the EasyJet planes here in Europe or the, you know, the the United Airways. He flies the little private jet things as well, and is it's like a hobby of yours, right? Well, uh, yeah, you could call it a hobby, but I mean, I, I I use it for my business to get around. So I don't I don't have a hobby, so that would probably be it. <laughs> there you go. So like Gary also has a flipping awesome business as well, where he actually flies groups of people um, from the U.S. to the Bahamas, right, Gary? 
Yeah, it's like, there's a whole course. So if any of you guys like the kind of the high level experiences, masterminds, maybe you've got a group of, you know, a few people in your team, you want to incentivize them, then you can always feel free to reach out to me. Um, so I can introduce them to Gary, uh, you guys to Gary as well. So that's super, super cool. So Gary, why not tell us a little bit more, tell me and the rest of the guys a little bit more about your background and how you are doing what you're doing right now. And we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, I appreciate that, Frazier. Um, I was very successful as a teenager. I was making over $100,000 a year. Started my second business at 15, crushed it. Uh, things dramatically made a change in my life. I got married. My wife and I, we have a baby. And later on, she tells me the baby is not mine. Uh, my grandfather and stepfather died of cancer. My uncle was killed in a plane crash. I get a phone call from my mother to let me know my father had just been shot point blank in his chest, drowned in his own blood. That and ton more by the time I was 21 years of age. So, um, you know, I share this with people not to get their sympathy, but it is nice to know there's somebody out there who's experienced similar joys in life that we have and also similar pains. And one thing I've learned, and this is nothing new to anybody, it's not rocket science, but one thing I've learned is so much of our ability or our inability to succeed, whether it's in business or in relationships or our health, stems from how much stuff that we have stuck in what I refer to as our emotional hard drive. And if we don't know how to clean that out, we will live in our past. And that, if you clean it out and do it well, you have what I refer to as emotional freedom. And when you have emotional freedom, when you set out to do certain things throughout the day, you make sure it gets done because nothing is going to be bothering you. Nothing in your past, things are not going to control you. And that's a great way to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. So talk, tell me more about this emotional hard drive then. Well, it's kind of like your computer's hard drive. You know, when you go on your computer, sometimes you type it away, and for whatever reason, it just responds really slow or, or maybe not at all. One of the reasons it's doing that is because we have too much stuff stuck in the hard drive. The thing is, we're all doing it and stuff and stuff in there. We don't even realize we're doing it. Here's an example. Um, you, let's say you go online and, and you download a PDF and you click it once. And if you get like me, you get a little impatient. So what do you do now? You, you double click it. You've literally downloaded it three times. Now think about doing that. If you do that over the next several months or several years, your computer is going to be filled up with a bunch of unnecessary crap. Well, our emotional hard drive, Frazier works the same way. If you had something negative that happened to you when you were five years old, five years ago, or five hours ago, every time you relive that negative emotion, what are we doing? We're downloading. We're packing in more crap. And eventually we're going to get bogged down. We're going to know what we need to do, but we can't get ourselves to do it because that hard drive is bogged down. Once we clean it out, game changes, but we have to know how to do that. And is there any, any steps that you can share? I know because that, that sort of, because I know you're really good and you speak around the world about this sort of stuff, doing that level of of training does that require in person face to face or can that be some some tips you can share whilst we're on a little chat here oh i'm not going to share that with you you have to buy my <laughs> no no I'll, I'll share that. <laughs> you know what's interesting though um because you know as you know for years i've been on dr phil shows the doctors doing these interventions yeah. and i literally do them live on on video like what we're doing today so yeah let me, let me give you a couple things um so we are programmed, Frazier, to be a slave to our emotions. And that's where many people fail. If you have a low tolerance to emotional pain, 
you have a hard time going forward. So think about anything that takes emotional pain to be successful. A healthy relationship, emotional pain is involved. Business entrepreneur, I, I don't think there's anything that challenges a person more than being a, an entrepreneur, right? Network Huge emotional pain. Network marketing, yeah. especially, right? And, and it, oh, yeah. And if you can't handle emotional pain, the moment you feel it, what do you do? We pull away. So if we know that we're programmed to be a slave to our feelings, and how do we know that? When we're born, what's the first thing that we do? We start to cry. We're hungry, we start to cry. We want to go to the bathroom, we, well, maybe first then we start to cry, whatever. <laughs> it's a constant slavery of our emotions. So we have to come up with a way to counteract the fact that you and I are an automatic slave to our emotions. So you have to come up with a belief system. So one of the things that I share when I do my interventions is, and for those of you who are watching or have the ability to take notes, I'm going to strongly suggest you jot this one down. When my feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. I'll repeat that. When my feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. That one statement there has dramatically changed my life, and it causes me to take massive action all of the time. Here's how you would apply that. Let's say, you know, you're talking to people about your business and you feel rejected, all right? So that's a feeling, all right? Negative feeling. If you buy into that feeling, do you keep going forward? The answer is no. So now we take this belief, when my feelings, what feelings? My negative feelings of rejection, when they're not in harmony with my goals, what's my goal? The next level financially, whatever it is, ignore my feelings. So how do you ignore your feelings? Opposite of how you would reward them. So when we feel rejected, how do we reward those feelings? We quit. We slow down. We look for excuses to take a break. We blame it on the upline. We blame it on the downline, the cross line, your mama, your daddy. Can't do that. We have to now ignore it. So how do we ignore it? We do opposite of the feeling. And what do we do? We pick up the phone. We make the next phone call. We do the next strategy, shoot the next video, whatever it is. That one belief has dramatically, dramatically changed my life. That is unbelievable. So I, ha I have something that's quite funny, actually. Um, based on that, not, not yeah. without knowing, without obviously knowing that sentence, it now yeah. makes a lot of sense. So I used to hate it when negative things happened in my organization when I was in the field building a network marketing business. For example, yeah. when people quit the business. Right. So, and it used to, I used to feel like they were not quitting the business, they were quitting on me. Like, yeah. that, that's what I felt. So yeah. my feelings were hurt right. but my goal sure. was to get the success so yeah. what, I, what I actually ended up doing is I did something and it was a dance so when I celebrated a goal I used to do this dance and everyone knew it in the organization it was like oh it's phrases global dance like it's going global blah blah, blah. so I had a negative situation happen to me and um, I, like a friend of mine one of my leaders he came up to me in conversation at an event and he said oh yeah. my god like Fraser, like, uh, you remember that, that woman on the team? Da, 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 um, she just quit. Like, my leaders just quit. And he started to do my dance. So, uh -huh. he, and what we did as a team, as a culture, as an organization, is we started to celebrate the negativity and yeah. shifted the, oh, I can't believe that's just happened. Right. Completely the other way. Um, and I just love the way you've just, I love the way you've just put that. So that's what you actually just did. So what happens now when we take that statement, 
it automatically makes a shift. So now we're very, very consciously aware of what's going on. Okay, I got a negative feeling. Okay, what do I do with it? When my feelings, negative feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. So now you're at the point that your level of awareness is so much higher and you are now in control as opposed to that feeling controlling you. It's a game changer, it really is. Oh, it is. And so when, when people, because I think one of the biggest, one of the most common feelings in network marketing is because you can work, and again, the industry is dominated with, with women, especially stay-at-home moms, which is flipping awesome. I love it. It's great right. to be able to hang out with a load of women a load of time, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, but Are you single? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, okay, well, then let, let me hang out with them, because I am nice. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> Gary can fly to the Bahamas just for you guys. Hook up with Gary. Um, <laughs> so I think a lot of the, that's so funny. Um, I think Svetlana, if you're watching, I do love you very, very much. Um, so, <laughs> it really does. It really does. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We're laughing because we're on video as well here. Um, so, <laughs> so funny. So I think a lot, a lot of the time, because people are working from home, it's very yeah. easy for them to wake up and have that. I don't feel like it today. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel like it today. So what mm -hmm. do they do with that? They decide to just not do the work, and then. Right. I feel that that accumulated over time causes them to want to quit. No doubt. Yeah. So yeah. you and I were chatting before because I asked you, like, what do you think like, one of your biggest strengths is? And you said a sentence to me which I feel is more necessary than any other. Um, and that was a sentence you said was people, they know what they need to do, but they don't do it. And they know, they know what they have to do, but they don't do right. it. What, right. How would you help someone overcome that? All right, first of all, let's figure out psychologically, why is it that we know what we need to do, but we don't get ourselves to do it? Because if you can figure that out and have that with clarity, then you eliminate excuses. Because stop and think about it. If we know what we need to do and we don't do it, we create an excuse. And many times it's subconscious. The excuse could be fair, it could be, it could be something else. So let's break it down. There are two things, Frazier, and two things only that causes us humans to have the desire and motivation to succeed at anything, two things only, bar none. One, everybody talks about, you hear it all the time, it's belief, right? Now, the problem with belief is you can have all the belief in the world, and you've seen it before. How many times have you seen people that believe that still don't take action. Yeah. And the reason being is we're missing the other ingredient and you have to have the other ingredient. The other ingredient is found in my book and I will have you read the book together. No, I'm going to do that to you either. No, so no, no let's just, do it. Let's do it. No, no, I, I want to know. I want to know. What's it called? No, I'm going to tell you what it is. I was just teasing you. You have to find it in the book. But this book is uh, Don't Let Others Rent Space in Your Head. Oh, so, let others rent so, space in your head. That's awesome. So the other thing is it's value, Frazier. Value, the level of importance you place on something. So you have to have those two things, value and belief. So here we go. We wake up in the morning. Well, let's use your example. And I just don't feel like doing it. So before we go to excuse mode, I go to value and belief. Okay, what's the problem? Do you believe? Yeah, in this case, I believe. So if you don't feel like doing it, what's the other problem? Value. Your level of importance at that moment isn't high enough, period. So now I don't focus on the excuses. I focus on the value. What is wrong with my value today that causes me not to want to get up and go? 
somebody said something about I was no good at business or I had some stress from the ex-wife or the present wife or the dog or the puppy. Now we get to the root of what the real problem is. So it's always value and belief. So when a person goes to value and belief, they instantly eliminate excuses right off the bat. Now, this is another thing that I find in network marketing I hear a lot. And I hear it in other companies that I've spoken. You hear people say, you know, you, your why has to make you cry. <laughs> and you have to have a why. And yes, there's truth to that. But who doesn't have a why? So here's what happens. When people are in the audience, as they're watching somebody on stage, get this big, huge bonus check. And, you know, they're talking about their story. They'll just say, oh, my why is so big. You know, my family is my why. And the person in the audience is thinking, well, I'm not up there. I got my family. That's my why, too. What's wrong with me? Hmm. The problem is you allowing your value or your level of importance of your why to constantly decrease and increase as opposed to staying high consistently. So everybody has a why, but it's the value or the level you place on the why. So even though everybody has family and most people will say, you know, my family's my why, well then why is it that some people perform higher than the other? They either have a higher belief or they have a stronger value in that family reason or why. No different than if I took a hundred people, or a thousand, let's look at hundred people who smoke cigarettes. I've got them in an audience. How many of you like to quit smoking? Probably going to get all of them to put their hand up. Give them strategies. How many are really going to quit? Only those that have high value and belief. So when I'm on stage, I'll actually reprogram people on stage live. And what I'm doing is I'm showing the audience how I take a person's value and belief that's down. I bring it up. And the moment I bring it up, they instantly get a result. And that's what you got to focus on. So if you want self-mastery, learn self-mastery to master your value and belief system so you can learn to instantly change your value system and instantly change your belief system. When you master that, you got it down to a science, man. And how, and how can they learn that more from you? Is, is that covered in the book? Um, yeah, I have it in my books. Uh, I, I've got one. I tell you what, I have a webinar. Can I throw the link and mention the link? Is that okay? For sure, for sure yeah. In fact, this webinar, I go into this whole four-step process that I have. It's um, selfmasteryresults.com forward slash selfmasteryresults.com forward slash webinar. Selfmasteryresults.com forward slash webinar. Love that. Love that. Selfmasteryresults.com forward slash webinar. Very cool. I like that. Cool. So... What would be your, what would be some tips that you would give to people in the network marketing field? Obviously this podcast is the network marketing ninja. So some kind of like ninja tips that you feel that you could give someone to, to really kind of get going and, and stay on the path to success in their network marketing business. Well, I think that people have to realize it's activity mm -hmm. and the activity I'm referring to is IPA Frazier. That's income producing activity. And most people, because they create excuses, they'll do everything but income producing activity. And mm -hmm. if you look closely, you'll notice my left ear is closer to my head than my right ear. It's not a birth defect. It was when we had real phones years ago, I was on the phone, I would literally, I'm not exaggerating, make a hundred friggin' phone calls all day long. I did so much of it, it pushed my ear back. I'm not kidding you. So if you're not doing activity, and I don't see your air closer to your head, you're not on the phone enough, but that's what it amounts to. So stop and think about the entire day, how much of that work day 
do you have that's truly income producing activity? And what you talked about, you know, when somebody gets up, I don't feel like doing it today, is your work environment, my work environment is conducive to my success. I don't have music on, I don't have people distracting me, I don't have people making fun. I treat this like a job, and it is a job. I know people go, just over broke job, J-O-B. No, I have a job. I check in at 8.30, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I'm grateful that I can check in if I want to at 10 or at four o'clock, but trust me, I am very, very disciplined as if I work for somebody and I am not late by a minute either. So that's the type of work ethics we have. Mm -hmm. and, and I think what happens if we're not careful because we can buy into a network marketing company for a hundred bucks or 50 bucks or 500 bucks, we go into it treating it that way. We need to treat it that we just invested $500,000 and trust me, you'd get your freaking butt up because you want to get your $500,000 back. So yeah. that's the mindset we have to have. And again, if we don't have high value and belief, we're not going to do it. So how, how important do you feel it is to have a workspace then? Because obviously working from home, especially in network marketing is, is exciting. But I, yes. I genuinely believe that there's a very, very small percentage of people who actually are effective and productive working at home. 100% because you have to create boundaries. I don't have kids, but if I did, that door would have a little, I, I would make this up, okay? I would make a little stop sign. And on, this, on the door handle would be red. That means you cannot come in, you cannot disturb. If I have a yellow, yellow would mean you cannot then come in. Mm -hmm. If I have a green, free for all, come in anytime. But boundaries have to be set. And, and it's no different than if you work for somebody. If you work for somebody and you're at a job, you know, at a, at a convenience store or a jewelry store, you can't have your phone all day long and you'd be texting people while they're coming into the store. You can't do that. So, I mean, I'll show you my little operation here. I've, I've got three phones. Can you see if I got three phones? <laughs> I've got a magnetic thing right here where I keep my phones. Why? Because it takes me too much time to pick my phone up. Yeah. I have all phones through my computer. I can sit on my computer and type my text messages on my phones. I have VOIP texting on my phones. Dude, I can sit here and run a whole operation like crazy. My goals are right here real quickly. Mm -hmm. So every morning I know exactly what I need to be focusing on. I write down my goals every morning. You can see today's date. I have 30 goals I write down every friggin' day. Dude, I am so stupid focused, it's crazy, but I want more. I wanna reach more people, help more people. So there's a behavior that you have to have to get that to happen. Yeah, and, that, and that's it, guys. Being organized is such, a, is such an important step. And I was actually talking about this to people in my inner circle group, like just five minutes before we got on this call. And it's, it's crazy to me the, pe the number of people who aren't prepared to get organized because at the beginning, it seems, seems, seems and feels like a stress. It's too long. It takes too much time. But it's it the people who are organized get stuff done way faster than people who are. Oh, yeah. Like, look, look at this, Frazier. This is a piece of paper I have here. I am yeah. totally paperless. I have no paper. Yeah. My whole, everything is paperless. Yeah. And it, I, I do it because I want streamline. I want organization. And like you said, yeah, it takes a lot of time to go paperless and go virtual and do it right. But once you have it, you're a machine after that, man. You just move. I love that. Ah, oh, mate, that's so cool. I really appreciate your time here. So with wrapping up, it, the book is Don't Let Others Rent Space in Your Head. That was the book? That's one book, yeah. And then I have one that's great. for Talk about value and belief. This book here, we have it all on audio as well. You can't fillet it nibble. 
It's yeah. the catch that counts. You can't fillet a nibble. It's the catch that counts. I love that. That's cool. All right. So what I do with this book, I show people how to dramatically increase their value and belief to take massive, consistent action all the time. Because if you're not taking massive, consistent action, it's because your value and belief is being altered. Mm -hmm. And guys, it's Gary Cox, G-A-R-Y-C-O-X-E. So Gary Cox, C-O-X-E. And selfmasteryresults.com forward slash webinar if they want to tune into the webinar and get that four-step four process you said, yeah? Yeah, I go through my whole process and how it's done, and there's an offer at the end. Yeah, it's really good stuff, really interesting. Love it, mate. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and appreciate that, that those quick nuggets you have. So guys, be sure to tune in to Gary and follow Gary as well and read his book and stuff for any uh, upcoming seminars and events that he does. If he's headlining at one of the events that your company's holding or team's holding, make sure you are in the room and put your hand up if he's going to do one of those interventions. <laughs> right. your or get me to your event. I'll be happy to come and speak. Yeah, be that would be fun, man. That would be fun. So yeah, look out, look out for a, uh, for uh, you know, me and Gary being more closely linked in the future, guys. Yeah, we'll do some stuff together. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it, mate. Hey, thank you for your time, Fraser. Keep crushing it over there and changing lives, man. I appreciate you. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed it. Uh, he's super, super knowledgeable, super, super smart, knows his stuff. But if you did get value, please feel free to share this podcast episode by taking a screenshot of your device right now, whether you're listening on iPhone, Android, whichever it might be, and then uploading that image onto your Instagram or Facebook stories and tagging me in at Fraser Brooks online. Then just write a little note to say what you enjoyed most about it to encourage other people to go and subscribe. And be sure if you do get value to go over onto the podcast app and leave me a five-star review and a little note for your chance to be a subscriber of the week on the next podcast. All right. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for the time for listening and watching into the podcast and I'll see you real soon. Bye-bye.